Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about crying. Humans are the only animals that cry from emotion. So we're going to be talking about why that is, what happens when we actually look at people who are crying and dissect this unique human trait. Welcome back to Side Note. <laughs> <laughs> Try do your best, like cry, like, like, if, like if, to if, actually convince someone if, on a podcast I was crying. If you were an animator, like, or if you were the voice of an animation, they're like, okay, now oh, make you cry. Oh, but that's different because that could be like much more intense sometimes. Okay, but it, I'll pretend it. it's like genuine, like. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! My body's actually like going into the <laughs> mode. Uh, but then, like sometimes, like a cartoon character would be like, like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. No, I was That oh was god. like a brick hitting was, someone's head. Sorry, that was gonna be so loud. I'm more meant like you know how like even like, anime, that, like people are gonna have like, like ripped off their headphones. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that noise to come out of here. It was more like oh, no, I can't <laughs> No, okay, this is this is a baby. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Is that a dinosaur talking? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, I can only fake cry if it's so real. <laughs> Crying is so freaking interesting. So excited to get into the studies of that. But like, what's up? How's your week been? Uh... My week's been shitty. Probably should have been full of crying. Maybe it would have been a release. Oh, but, interesting. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, no, I, my, I, I don't know. I've just had like kind of a bad week, but I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's stress. I don't know if it's what. But you know when you just have those times when you're just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you get this as much as I do. I feel like I get this every other week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think the listeners can know. They're off week and the on week. Where I'm just like... <laughs> I have no idea what's wrong. I've had enough coffee. I've had enough. I took an Advil. I have tried to stay hydrated, and it's just like I didn't have a great sleep last night. But I am. Sometimes this just happens. Where I'm just off. We went to bed late. We had a bit of a party night. Yeah. But um, I do think sometimes, like the other day, we woke up and I was like, I feel hungover, and I'm like, Is it because we ordered pizza? <laughs> like I've, we're always trying to figure out what's wrong. But I'm like, Maybe it's a pandemic and the fact that there's no sun in Canada right or in think Toronto. It's true. Like the pizza might have played a role. That's because I do notice when I like eat junky food the next morning i feel crappy regardless if i'm drinking or not and i coincidentally literally just saw somebody tweet is it crazy that i'm 23 and i think i have a cheesecake hangover <laughs> okay there we go that twitter person knows what's up and write it down for an upcoming side note episode does cheesecake and pizza give you hangovers um but i what has been holding me through the week is a video game i've been playing called celeste on switch which is very addictive it's about mental health it was rated one of the best games it's so good and um maybe i've been manifesting in my life but it's about this sort of neurotic character you're going through these kind of puzzles and stuff but ultimately there's storyline around it huh. where you're working through your problems so at one point working like, through your problems like talking well, or like it's a video game it's a video game so everything is kind of like metaphorical like she you are climbing a mountain and you're like trying to persevere for your, through so your goal is life. So but is then life. like your demons are really like the part of you that's logical and tries to discourage you from doing stuff like the things that Whoa. you're facing in the game are mostly yourself but she has this like best friend or a friend that she meets on the mountain that's kind of like a very calming force for her and like teaches i don't know it's Namaste. i'm not uh I'm, i don't know how far in the game i actually am but 
it's been a great game uh that's cool yeah it's nice it's been i recommend it to anyone so far but i'll give you an update when i finish well if it's like rated the best then it's usually yeah, definitely means vouched it was good but dr uh, anthony vouched for it. <laughs> dr anthony vouchy <laughs> um approves how's your week going um good i mean i always feel bad because like we live in the same home and i'm like my like outlook on reality has been great and i'm like i didn't think you were that sad but no, now i'm like am i not awful. checking in with my boyfriend <laughs> could you not tell i was just like spicy and fiery this week Angry. i really oh. didn't think it, you were that like, honestly i'm like am i emotionally like this is gonna be so interesting we're talking about crying because this is part of it is like the way other people react to sadness mm. i'm like am i like dead inside <laughs> but no i i Okay, anyways, I, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually just like going over in my head, like, am I crazy? Um, well, what I really enjoyed this week and made me so happy was The Crown. We finished oh. The Crown season four. And I maybe were a little bit behind because I know everyone was talking about it before Xmas holidays. <laughs> and I only started watching in season three. But also some people were like, to live in 2021 and just learn about the monarchy is maybe unique. Yeah, the, the British Some people monarchy. are like, oh yeah, sorry, the British monarchy. That's the one. That Sometimes they like to think it's the monarchy of the world. In fact, they're the colonizers of so many places mm-hmm. that they kind of are freaking now. But it has been interesting because neither of us in particular have ever known that much about the Oh my God, the, the things that I Google, I'm like, Prince Charles is her son? Like I literally, <laughs> like people would be like, oh, come on, Gregory. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> and also like not a hot take at all, but I'm like, I love Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know. I, I honestly am obsessed with Princess Diana now. She's been dead for 20 years. Like, yeah. why am I? And you're like tweeting it. I don't know if you actually are, but yeah, you're so in love. Every episode, you're like, oh, I just want Diana to be in it. She's so down to earth. She's so relatable to the people. The actress is incredible. <laughs> she really is. And I think that the actress is going to have to deal with the type, like similar fame that Diana felt, where people Maybe. are going to look at her and put on actual. Di- like, I think if I saw that kind of, Emma yeah, Corrin in public, I would like name. start shaking and be like, you have saved, you have hugged the child with AIDS. <laughs> And she'd be like, I didn't. Like, I'm younger oh than you. Oh, my God. And the poor Charles guy, everyone's just like, we hate you. Does everyone actually hate Charles in real life? Because I hate you him must. in the show. You must. He was so likable in season three, season four. I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but he's just like evil. I hate mm-hmm. I hate him. I, they're all so, I mean, this is, I guess, what happens when you get born. They do an okay job of being like, it's tough to be a royal. But in general, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are all so annoying. Yeah, they, yeah, it is annoying. It's like they... I mean, I don't want to say that they have like the best lives, but obviously their their struggles are. Str- I don't know. It's just that same thing where it is like obviously more money, more problems, and it probably we can't relate to the struggles they go through and the fact that he has been born into this thing where he is, you know, going to become king at some point unless he dies before the queen, which at this point is actually crazy that that could happen. Honestly, it could. Uh, that but that his a- whole life was been told what to do. You know, like, obviously that's... Uh, we all have, hun. I have no sympathy for them. Anyways, I know it's trying to... And, like, the show's trying to build sympathy, and if I don't even have it after that, I'm just like, no. I do a bit, and I honestly, related to our topic today, crying, sometimes we should talk about this. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on empathy, because I think that sometimes you do cry more, and, like, especially in movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I sometimes think I'm more empathetic or more of an empath. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. No, I would love we to, like, will be talking about that. this because when we talk about when we cry, I haven't cried that much in The Crown and I think it's interesting to think about crying mm. and the British monarchy because their whole thing is like, we are stone, we do not cry. <laughs> Crying is weakness. Like all that kind of like, like really antiquated way of thinking is like what is plaguing them based on the show and it's sort of like going to be really interesting when we talk about crying. Mm. But first, let's get into... Oh, what did we learn this week? Mine is about a really cool animal. What do you think is one of the most cool, interesting animals that exists on this planet today? A morning dove. Okay, wow. <laughs> so boring, but not actually. Hey, don't drink a morning dove. I mean, more like so typical, you know, just like okay, available okay, okay. at any like moment. unique one? Think like, like Australia. Think, think like this thing that is like, is it a mammal? Is it a bird? Is it a reptile? Is it a platypus? Bird? Yes. Wait, really? Sir, yes. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, I was like trying to be like, what are like the quirky ones where every once in a while they'll be like, did you know this animal has electricity coming out of its bill? <laughs> Honestly, so this week I learned that the they have just completed the first genome, like a full map of the genome of the platypus. Uh, I think the platypus was annoyed. It's like, well, you sure did the virus real fast. You haven't even done me yet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, it, so I'm it's getting it, the virus. This is only in Australia. It's a really unique uh, 
animal and it i think is one of the weirdest and coolest creatures on the planet so like you said there are a lot of quirky characteristics about it it has like a beak or a bill it uh has fluorescent fur venomous spurs and skin what? that releases a milk-like substance okay hot cool okay <laughs> so they're known as monotremes, which means that they lay eggs, but also nurse their young with milk, which is really unique because, you know, birds lay eggs and other like reptiles and stuff lay eggs. Okay. This is so <laughs> funny. Evolution just went ham on yeah, that it was one. Like, yeah. Just like, it's like, okay, you all. have a bill. Like that's weird <laughs> enough now, but you're actually going to nurse your eggs <laughs> yeah. with milk. I yeah. love it. And, and like, I don't know if other creatures do this. I think that is what a monotreme is. So there must so be other, a few other um, they basically so the genome has revealed that they are a blend of birds reptiles and mammals like they have these different genetic markers from all these different types of species okay something crazy i didn't know this was known before the genome part but they have 10 sex chromosomes so you know how humans typically have two x y they have five y five x so gender is a construct for humans and let me tell you it's a construct for the platypus (laughs) um and they have more in common with birds like chickens than mammals like humans which is so weird um but ultimately what the genome showed was not so much like it doesn't tell you that much in and of itself about the platypus but it lets you understand the evolutionary process so what yeah. they've realized now is how do we go or how did you know creatures evolve from laying eggs to being mammals that give live birth well that's kind of what happened we evolved as amphibians out of the water exactly like yeah the, and, and so this platypus is kind of like an intermediate animal that, that would have diverged well. yeah. and and fulfills a really specific niche and that's why it really only exists in australia i think only the east coast of australia so it's like fairly limited probably just because the for whatever reason it could still survive there one second i need to picture it never eat okay i ahead. know i honestly when i said east i was like oh my god i can't do this the side <laughs> but do you say reef. never eat what shredded wheat okay I sometimes used to say never, never eat sour watermelons, but no, I say shredded. what? That is why you what? Are you serious? Who taught you that? I don't know. You went rogue. Your teachers went rogue. <laughs> sour sour watermelon. watermelons. Well, okay. Well, why would you never eat shredded Actually, wheat? Actually, shredded wheat is so much weirder, and I always ate shredded wheat. <laughs> <laughs> and like sour watermelons, like you should actually eat. makes sense. It's teaching you to not eat a sour watermelon. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I'm sorry um, for dragging you about that. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. It's like my favorite cereal. So either way, I think platypus are so cool, so interesting, and now we know a little bit or a lot bit more about them, and it helps us know a lot more about the species and evolution on this planet in general. Also, platypuses are queer. Like <laughs> for sure, are you they're so me? alt. Yeah, they're literally <laughs> alt of all animals. They're alt, and they're like in Australia, which is like I would argue not alt or even. Like <laughs> oh my more god, alt. you're always dragging Australia. Always dragging Australia. They're like a Melbourne, like wearing like like you know like all black with like a mullet and like 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 <laughs> like a newly blonde mullet as a human as a platypus. But they're also mm. they have an art degree. Mm-hmm. But because of their like intense ex- like showing of evolution, they make like science fiction art. You know what I mean? They make like sculptures mm-hmm. about science fiction in Melbourne, and it's not like fully accessible to the mainstream. Oh, go- oh, god, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. You go in and you read but the little. But it's flashy things. enough that people notice it. They're oh. like, I have a beak, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like <laughs> if you're like study art history, you're like, I'm obsessed with the platypus and like what they're doing. But only art history majors know who they are. And when you read the little like art blurbs beside their art it's like gibberish you know what i mean it's like the sci-fi future based on the gene no the platypus doesn't know how to write greg (laughs) that's true but it certainly knows how to semen milk out of its fur or whatever uh what did you learn this week okay so uh, it's really interesting because you're talking about something that relates to the book that i'm currently reading called metazoa which is about starting with and i think you know and love hashtag australia these types of animals like starting with like the jellyfish coral of it all like mm. how we emerged from that species all the way up to humans going f- you mean like the from, of from like creatures that would have come from the ocean yeah so we all came from the ocean and we're going to talk about that when we get into crying because l- all land animals have to create tears in order to lubricate their eyes because no who else doesn't need to do- <laughs> yeah <laughs> no who else doesn't need to do that the fish and things that are in the ocean. Oh so like God. we only started producing tears when we left the ocean crying for our former life. You know what? We're not, I don't know enough about this, but it is also so interesting that there's just like mammals that went back into the water. Mm-hmm. And then now they probably also make 
Honestly, I don't know if whales make tears, but they might because well, they're mammals in the water. We are freaking going to get to this. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> okay. excited about crying. So what did you learn this week? I'm also like, it's like, of course they went back. Like, it's hell over here. Like, like let me back in the ocean. It's like, good Lord, it's on fire. We have to worry about someone named Donald Trump. Actually, we don't. Bye. Okay, moving on. So bees. So we're getting to the point of insects. Like, when you think about the animals that were able to cope outside of the water, to evolve out, you can sort of start like they go from shrimp and then they kind of like move into like an insect type being because you can sort of picture how that sort of like the exoskeleton of an insect could thrive in the water and then huh. make its way out. So I'm only at insects right now and then it's going to keep oh, in going. Your book. Okay. Yeah. So it's always trying to talk about consciousness and like this subjective way that we view the world like we view the world with subjectivity and trying to understand at what point were animals able to be like i am here observing and like sensory input and so bees have moods so this is like some really interesting research about the consciousness of bees that is like very new like they are sassy or they're okay. funny or what, what okay kind so of this is what i'm gonna say they have good <laughs> they essentially have good and bad moods so like what i find really interesting is this sort of like philosophical study of killing a bug and then being like why do i not care like did it not have pain is mm. that not a conscious being like you i get disturbed when i accident like sometimes i intentionally kill a bug and then immediately after I, i'm like oh my god why did i do that like fruit flies even you know when you're yeah. just like oh go away like, yeah 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 exactly so yeah. like that's a that's an interesting thing that i think everyone can relate to like why do i not care whereas if i like mm -hmm. went outside and killed a squirrel i would be like yeah. traumatized mm -hmm. yeah so bees are actually after being physically shaken seen to be more pessimistic fearful and in a bad mood Huh. So when you start to look at if animals have no susception, which we sort of relate to like pain, but really what it means is like a detection of damage to their body. Okay. You look for their tending and protecting an injury. They seek analgesic chemicals. So they do mm. lots of studies where they'll be like, there's an analgesic over here. And if they go for it, they're probably in pain kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Learning to avoid particular behaviors or situations, or they like are, they make trade-offs in choice situations to balance like the badness of a perceived experience. Okay. So after sh physically shaking a bee, they notice the behavior of the bee is different. It is literally the way that it makes decisions is based on an expectation that something's going to go wrong. Huh. And then when they give a bee random rewards, the opposite happens. They're less pessimistic. They're able to do more types of behaviors that assume the situation's going to go right. It's interesting to me that that's being correlated with mood. But as I'm sitting here, I'm like, I guess that is maybe what a mood is. Because obviously I've heard about this happening with mice. Like you can condition mice to push a button and get a treat or like know that something might electrically zap them and the same can happen with yeah. dogs and it's kind of like this anticipatory thing but i've never really thought about it being a mood but also i think that is that is interesting and th like i think when you start to study moods and consciousness it gets really convoluted and philosophers i think will have different opinions on what a mood is like i actually uh, think you yeah. could exist in this world and be like i think That's moods are this mood. and, like yeah but I think what's more interesting for me in this is that you're talking about mice and dogs, which we more naturally yeah, are like, oh, my to, dog's in the... Of course it has. Yeah, it's like insect and, bees yeah. is like mm -hmm. you're getting to that point where you're like, when I look at it, I'm not thinking does it have it's... Like, does it, yeah. yeah, does it... It's not... Yeah, it feels like it's just this like simple yeah in, like thing and it has like <laughs> neurons and like when you think about plants anyways fascinating stuff so what i just learned is that bees react like that and it made me be like oh my gosh okay insects like i have to be you know more aware i don't know but like how do i think of consciousness in regards to other living things is something that i've just been like learning about that's nice i mean sometimes the only way i make myself feel better when i kill say a fruit fly is i'm like well i mean it only lives for like two days so well it, that's so interesting because you know what but i that's, know that's bad still because it's yeah it's relative and that's like it's whole its whole life yeah and i, I know are you kidding you're a human it's like you only live like 80 years it's like nothing on the scale of the universe yeah. but but like the two days thing is interesting because they think that's maybe why it hasn't evolved to feel pain because it's actually not evolutionary advent advantageous mm. for it their way of keeping themselves alive is just mass 
reproduction numbers right. that like it's like one dies is not avoidance actually a big deal. isn't you'd like to learn yeah. to avoid something you're not okay. alive long enough to really yeah, have that that's same thing happen again exactly which is interesting because you brought wow. up like kind of the reason why it actually might be okay to kill it <laughs> because it's only two days alive anyways fascinating okay, book cool. metazoa nice yeah i'm excited to read that when you're done okay study time study time study time, study time. <laughs> yeah give me your like i no it's too can, it kind of sounds like laughing sometimes. which is so cool because laughing and crying we cannot tell the difference when you take the tears away okay um, wow where I do love... we begin with crying okay i i, I have a question i want to start with okay when is the last time that you cried well as i said i had such a bad week but i didn't cry this week so i guess it was more stress induced than it was like emotionally sad but like when's the last time that well up the tears um pretty recently i mean not to talk i don't want to talk about it on the podcast just um obviously i've had like some like family things happen and like deaths in the family and obviously it's been a hard time so i feel like for mm. me that's like lingered around recently um, but those are kind of like obvious reasons to cry. I can't remember the last that's, time, that, but that's, that's which is totally, okay. I'm yeah. not, I'm not diminishing. I'm just also saying I'm, I'm trying to remember the last time that maybe I just was like so sad about something else, but, but you've cried without like an obvious stimulus. Oh, for sure. Wow. All the time. I'll just be like, I'm so sad. I'm just going to cry. Oh, girl, right? <laughs> Drop the album. That's amazing. I mean, that's obviously not. Or is so, it a bit? Oh, my God. Crying is so weird. Wait, crying when's is so the last weird. time you cried? I, okay, I'm like, I uh, Soul. <laughs> the movie Soul. Oh, oh, I teared up in that, but I didn't cry. Okay, now another amazing question. Okay, is there a Do difference? you think... This is... I've, I'm reading this book called Adult Crying, a biopsychosocial approach. And do you think that crying means a tear must fall from I or... If someone tears up in soul, is that not crying? Because there's like a really interesting thing that humans do where we go, mm. oh, you almost cried. But you're like, no, I, a tear didn't fall, but I was clearly mm. crying if you want to define it from like endocrinology. Yeah. I, I, like you said, I, I teared up. I, didn't I cry. teared up. Yeah. I, I guess it's to me That's a, not a spectrum, but a scale. Right. So I imagine it like, yeah, I, I kind of started to cry, but it, I didn't go all the way there because there's a lot of times when if I get started, then it's kind of easy to keep crying. So that is that is biologically a part of crying is that once you have started, it is harder to stop. Yeah. And it kind of feels good and it's easier to keep those emotions and even the mental imagery of stuff once yeah. you start. But um, in the movie, for example, like I teared up at like an impactful moment, kind of like you get the shivers and then I had it, but I wasn't like so sad. It was for that movie. It was more like poignant for me than yeah. like crying. I don't, I don't know if I cry for poignancy. I know maybe some people do. I don't know if yeah. you do, but for sure. soul. I bet there's millions of people on this nation that Disney's soul made them well up, but not a, <laughs> but not a full cry. Yeah. No, and also when I'm watching a movie, I'm kind of like, well, if I cry, I'm going to get distracted. So no one, I, I also cried in Nomadland. Mm. Uh, which is a really good movie that comes out in February. We torrented it. Sorry, we will pay the time because <laughs> I really want the director to get the money. So the moment when a certain person has passed away and that like you see they just had like those three goals in life and then you see that they like met them and they, you have the footage of it, I actually fully cried then because I think mm. I only welled up in Seoul. Whereas right. the Nomadland one, I was like, I am fully crying. And in fact, if I wanted to, I could pause this movie if I was alone, and maybe just and just like, like have a full cry. Yeah, have a full cry. I mean, you might be at the point where you've known me long enough where it's like, okay, Greg's going to have a full Greg's cry. Greg's a crier <laughs> in movies for oh, sure. Oh boy. It's like, like the only way I can. I think maybe I've mentioned this here before. <laughs> it, it is. And it's also like, will fully take me out of the moment because it can be so. I don't want to say over the top. It's not a negative thing. It's just like you cry very openly in movies and very loud. And it, it makes me laugh probably because I'm uncomfortable with crying. Like, Which I is so interesting, right? Yeah, it's like, I'm not it like could be, that, that's not something I'm proud of. It's not, no, I know. And it's hard probably in the moment to go, I'm going to join you. Like crying is such a weirdly isolating thing mm -hmm. in many ways and as we get into the studies we might learn how you might be trying to like your body might not know what to do in that moment for a variety of oh reasons. sure yeah yeah including being like what the fuck why are you wailing your eyes out because <laughs> i do lose control and i like to cry it's like not yeah, it's endearing. easy for me to cry i think like in general like obviously sad tragic things can make me cry but the thought of you being able to go into a room and be like i'm sad and cry is like 
extremely foreign to me. So when I get the opportunity through movies, like I actually sometimes I'm like, let's fucking roll with this, baby. <laughs> Billy Elliot's in and we're going to cry. Oh, yeah. I can cry to Billy Elliot. Let me tell you, since I was a young lad, that movie made me cry. My <laughs> sister is so funny. She loved Billy Elliot. My sister also wails in the movie theater. Actually, I mean, I could tell many a story. My and mom- how, what a coincidence that you love whales there yes <laughs> the blowhole in my case is snot out of my nose my mom almost kicked me out of a movie ever after because i could not stop wailing and like the people in the theater were, were like, like we can't concentrate yeah. <laughs> but my sister also loved billy Elliot, and i remember her crying for hours in the theaters it was so funny like there's that moment where they kind of reference the mom and then the, the mm-hmm. latter 40 minutes like he's just a boy billy oh, like when no. they when they when they oh, cross the line to the call and they're like he's just a little oh, boy oh my god and i know it it's so sexist but when what? like a father oh, no. figure cries it gets to me oh my god these that's baked into this ideal that like women are able in our society like not all but i guess we're told as men that we shouldn't cry right so there's then this expectation that when a man cries it's like he must be so sad that, that he can no longer hold it in. That's which is so sexist. sexist. Yeah, I know. and it's so rooted in like but the society. It does if, like in that movie when the father cries, and they also build it because he's like such a stoic figure that would never cry. And then it's like the climax of the film when he cries, right? Like yeah. that's embedded oh in my culture. God. Billy Elliot's about crying, kind oh of. My God. But it I will is. say, this I will say, I do not relate to that at all. I women always are what make me cry in movies. That's really? what gets me. Mm-hmm. Like it's so interesting that you can notice that. I hadn't yeah. even thought of that, but I really have a heart. Like even Billy Elliot, I'm like, okay, like I'll cry, but like it's not the dad for sure. The kid. Oh, and the I know. It's death. not just the dad. I just mean there. I know that's a narrative for others as well, where it's yeah. like when us like man who you wouldn't typically think would openly cry cries. Maybe like we're going to talk about this in my study too, like understanding genuine sadness and what tears mean. I think there's an expectation that a lot of men would repress their crying. Like they would never want to share it. So if they are, there's like this extra level of like, oh my gosh, it must be so genuine because otherwise for some men, this would be so shameful. Well, Mitch, that's so intense. Like that's so interesting. (laughs) No, and and I can't, and no, I I just also think it's interesting that you're able to, like know that I just I just wouldn't have thought about that when I cry in movies but I'm like you're right that is definitely why that moment probably like a family movie where the dad cries and the mom cries mm-hmm. like they're like that men probably relate to that more it's for yeah. men mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but what I was gonna say was that my sister like uh was we got Billy Elliot for Christmas and we watched it and she got a phone call she left for the truly the whole movie like me and my mom watched the movie and she was on the phone came back sat on, almost instantly sat on the couch and it was like near the part where he's like he's just a boy she just starts wailing like like truly wailing and like in genuinely enjoying the movie i'm like right. you miss all the how are you starting like like it was amazing to me yeah. but i was like we our family movies is where we cry mm-hmm. it is uh i want you to tell me about some science that you learned about crying okay so first of all like because i've been reading this book i have like this sort of like yeah wide, i want to read that book it's so interesting but you talking about men and women and crying less and more. I think we should just talk about it now because I just finished that chapter and it's like surprisingly not what you might think. Okay. First of all, studying crying is so freaking hard because you can't like, like, they are always like, we are having a hard time studying this because it's like, how do you go like make people (laughs) now cry? cry. Yeah. 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 And like, you can't other than maybe pain tears. You could, but it's not ethical. Sure. They're not, yeah. They're not like, they're not like, come sit down. I mean, like, right. But you could give like onion tears. You could, like, I'm sure there's some stimulus or you could pinch someone. But there you go. Okay. So onion tears, that is a form of irritation and chemical stimulation of tears. That is not crying. That's not psychogenic tears but is pain um pain is not psychogenic tears yeah that's what i meant so So, maybe you could induce like those kinds of tears which is a completely different neuronal system and Mm. lacrimal apparatus yeah it's absolutely bizarre that we cry emotional it's the only animals on the planet potentially in the whole universe which is why i'm obsessed (laughs) with it but also it's important for you to now and for people to understand that's why it's hard to study emotional tears you're right that right. we could study like yes like the physical onion tears, tears. yeah 
but emotional oh, yeah, tears. It's like how because it's so complex. It's like you like gotta like go to like places where people are sad and collect their. <laughs> oh you know what oh I mean? my god! Like but a then funeral that's so messed up. No, like, I know. It would always it would always like border this line of unethical. Yeah, for sure. Unless people were consenting, but even then, it, it would be bizarre for sure. But kind of like as like a science minded person, I'm like, can we just go to funerals and just be like just like put the tears in here? Okay, but that's twisted. Is it twisted? Yeah, is it twisted? twisted? But like, if I was like at a funeral, I'd be like, okay, well, take some of my tears. That's really cool, and I'm just gonna keep mourning over here. There must be better ways than that. I actually don't know if there <laughs> you is. Would like, you would um, <laughs> like, you would you... Uh, like get people to come and join your study if they had just had a bad breakup. And then you'd be like, I really want you to think about how so you'd get a therapist <laughs> and be like, talk about how sad you are and just try and prompt them I to cry. I love that. Like, like a lab coat being like, so that breakup, eh? pretty <laughs> dang bad. Pretty, uh, pretty Pretty's doing well on you. Instagram. <laughs> so one thing they do is play sad movies and on. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Honestly, it's like book us with the Billy Elliot and Mitch is going to be crying because of the dad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be crying because of the mom and we will cry. So they do that. They do use movies and try and make people cry. And what they have found through studies is that women cry more in those situations. Like in movie type situations. In these lab tests where they're playing movies and they do, through a variety of psychological studies, think of women as more empathetic Mm. and able to cry more. Connect more with those characters, feel what they're feeling. and And then men, on the other hand, cry more from pain which is really interesting. Really? Based on two studies. Again, I always just want to say blanket statement, really hard to study. These studies uh-huh. aren't like so black and white. Like a, yeah, but from like a couple conclusive. studies, men cry more from pain, including in the ages of 11 to 16, like high school, when you'd think like, huh. mm, like boys are really trying it's to supposed like, to be so tough. Like yeah. Pain, especially it's like, you're supposed to not cry when you're in pain. <laughs> exactly. And self-reported crying. It's, there's not much difference between men and women. So it's like it's it's yeah not that makes as sense obvious. to me. I would have yeah. thought like if if you said that that I would think men would hide it more in public maybe, but would experience it probably just as much. And crying when it comes to boys versus girls, like as younger kids, they find that there is sort of that switch off moment where guys start to cry less than girls around eleven, and they can't tell if it's so obviously like what you said, like big like boys social, don't cry yeah. social. Or also hormonal, they're going through right. puberty. And maybe it's physically or like, yeah. They literally gave testosterone. different. <laughs> they gave testosterone to mice and like their version of like sad, like never happened. Like it was like testosterone oh, really? was like a poison. To, like, like it was oh, like, it just again, turned into angry maybe. Yeah, they just had a harder time. Like they did this interesting study on mice, but they were like, well, when mice get a shit ton of testosterone, they're like it's not like sad. quote unquote crying. Like yeah, they, they don't cry. Do yeah, true. I mean, do they? But you just said humans are, they might get yeah, sad. True, true, like dogs true. can Sorry. cry wine, but they don't get tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other animals, you know, um, elephants are known to be emotional and sad and connected. Like when they lose a friend or a child or something, like they mourn. But I don't know if they're crying tears. That's so interesting. Elephants don't cry emotional tears. As we said, humans are the only ones. But they cry very often like from vocally? irritants. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, there's this really cool moth that survives by irritating um, um, elephant's eyes and drinking the tears. So, uh, so oh like, my gosh, uh, but that's the irritant. Yeah, kind. and okay. people actually, as you said, like we think elephants and crying because there's like folklore around it because they actually produce so many tears from the irritants. Uh, 
I hate that so much. Imagine we had moths that bothered us so much to drink our tears. How upsetting that would be. <laughs> I also love the lip. Like, it is so epic to be like, I'm going to drink your tears, bitch. I you know, know. what I mean? Like, uh, what a, like Ew, those moths. Just imagine, like, sitting doing your work and, like, a moth trying to land on your eye. I would hate that. I would cry because I'd be like, I can't live in this world. <laughs> oh. Like when I go to a butterfly conservatory, even I'm like, oh my god, there's too many around me. <laughs> oh my god, that is a really good like horror film for you. It's like going in, and all of a sudden, like all these butterflies, like I think they're trying to drink my tears. And like no one will believe you. Yeah. Arachnophobia, but butterflies oh drinking your gosh. tears. Or it's that it it's coming. What's that movie called where like the it's like a STD that follows the people? It follows. It follows. Yeah. Imagine it's just a butterfly. Yeah. And you're like, I swear. It's just one butterfly And everyone's like Okay And everyone else sees it As this beautiful butterfly So they gas at you But when you see it It's like a treacherous moth You know what I mean Like, And you're like <laughs> yeah. And like look at its eyes And they're like What they're the like, eyes are so gorgeous beautiful. Yeah um, That nice would actually th- probably be About you going insane though You know like at the Yeah end, but that like would be me end. Yeah, I, I am afraid of butterflies. <laughs> like, I think they're beautiful, but it's like as soon as they fly towards me, I'm like, you're way too unpredictable. <laughs> I feel so bad because I lo- I really like moths, but I think you're like when we are up north, for example, you get scared of them. And I'm like, I'm wanting to I they're just OK. Like, I'm, butter- I'm not going to help you by saying they drink elephants tears. Like, that's yeah. scary. <laughs> and and moths, bad. like I think all animals are beautiful and amazing creatures. But truly, <laughs> butterflies are a way cuter than moths. And some and moths because moths are like hairy. And also the way they fly is so erratic. Oh my god! It's just towards the light because I think it's the moon. Yeah, but it's like okay, I can't. It's like a spider where you're just like you could go any which direction right now, and that is terrifying to me. Huh? Interesting. And it's kind of like, why are you flying into me? Because okay, I understand because you turned on your flashlight. I know. I understand that it's not their fault, but sometimes I feel like spiders like will run in the wrong direction. Oh my god! Okay, girl, spiider's so scary. I will. I will have you with the spider. A moth moths? is an air spider. That's oh all. Oh my god! Okay, see, to me, you know what moths are? Weirdly, like baking soda. Like when you hit them, and then you're like, why is that turned into a pile of baking that's soda? That's true. I think that's part of why I'm not scared. Like the few times where maybe I've killed one or mistakenly stepped on one and looked at their little. Like puff, like angel powder. Honestly, if it wasn't unethical, it would be like an amazing drag makeup. Oh, they've done they've done moth drag makeup. They've used moths. No, remember Shea Coulee, her and oh, but I mean like literally, like you know when you touch a moth and it's like shimmery. Oh, you mean like insects on your face? I said it. No, no, no. Like you would take the powder from them. Oh my God, Mitch! I said if it wasn't unethical, okay? (laughs) Do you think moth? I love it. Like like, whenever it gets on my finger, I'm like, ooh. You're like, I'm so scared of moths, but grind that shit up on it. I'll put it on my face, no problem. Uh, I'm like, that's isn't that scary to drop dead moths on your face? I mean. I'm sure people have put dead animals on their face. Like, isn't that what they did for like lipstick, like beetles and like blush and stuff? And people wear like dead foxes around their neck when they're yeah, like rich. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just saying when I touch a moth, I'm, I'm interested in how shiny it is. <laughs> okay, well, where dead. did this come from? Crying, they try to eat your tears. Some sometimes Horror people film. comment on this podcast. They're like, it's really interesting, but like sometimes they deviate so much, and then they're like, maybe they could should stop deviating. Like three out of five. <laughs> or whatever it's like always about deviating and now i'm like oh shit why are we talking about moths but no, yeah you know what tears come on i'm sorry that's just the way life is no know? and i think that maybe other people like it comment below if you like it okay <laughs> we're back we're back and we're back <sighs> so when we cry as kids it is likely babies a response in order to get caregiving from <laughs> our mom you just uh, that was over you're like when we cry as kids it is likely babies yeah because yeah, <laughs> i realized i'm like it's not as accurate babies. to say like kids because it these studies are on babies okay. right when i say kids you picture probably not a baby yeah i pictured yeah. like a six-year-old sorry so you come out of the womb crying crying is an evolved babies <laughs> and babies <laughs> in humans do get caregiving from your mom okay and there's really that's for me where the most robust science is like the biophysiology Mm. of a baby's cry can actually like produce milk in the mom like all these really Mm. interesting things and then what happens is as babies start to grow up and have the ability to speak and actually their certain cortexes of their brain increase for language they are able to then cry less they think because they no longer they can communicate differently with their mm. caregiver to get what they need right when you're young it's actually the it's first like, thing you do 
and crying is just kind of like this one source signal that can be like any even as a parent you're like okay they need something i don't know exactly what it is yeah i've got to figure it out now are they tired are they hungry are they wet exactly and they cry apparently three hours every three and a half hours after feeding like it's Mm. like as a signal of like i'm hungry yeah i'm hungry and then also interesting things where at first they cry i think it's four months in general wailing like there's no pointed anything but after four months they start to notice the babies will point their cry to their caregiver like they'll they'll like reach and cry like uh-huh. be like i need you whereas right. before that it's like they're just, so just like something help me yes yeah it literally <laughs> like, God I feel. Help me. and also i know it's like what does it mean about being born a human that the first thing you do is come into this oh, world no. crying oh. and then the doctor's like check emotionally devastated good healthy like yeah that's the it's thing. like not crying something's wrong <laughs> literally like not crying you're here and enjoying this world wow something's up you are probably need to study your broken. brain we need to break you yeah like literally you're not broken not good actually like that's a brilliant matter for how messed up life is but no but also how normal and healthy crying is exactly and there's just some interesting not that good studies though about crying really has evolved so that we get people to come and make us feel better as a Mm -hmm. signal that we understand you know it feels better to help them they need help and that like maybe we have evolved to cry so that you will look after me and like hug me and stuff like that Mm -hmm. wow crying just so special yeah no i honestly i'm obsessed with it and i wish i could do it more can you practice crying of course i think you can practice anything and i think just giving yourself space to be in your emotions is like practicing crying because i i would say that for me i have noticed that i have a harder time crying in a movie even billy elliott if you're there and obviously that's a social construct that is a problem J- around other people anyone no, anyway yeah not <laughs> I'm just like am i that dead inside yeah, and like, uh, when you're, you're around cry. no i just mean uh when i'm not alone it's so much easier for me to cry uh. when i'm alone so obviously there there's that element of practice and and allowing yourself to be comfortable yeah to get to the point of that vulnerability it's like inescapable mm. vulnerability when you're crying yeah for sure and but, once you start it is harder to stop that's one thing that mm. it physiologically is hard to stop. So sometimes there's like this trepidation. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to control myself. Like, it's uh-huh. like you get really like, if you're yeah. alone, you can go, okay, it's like, not going to matter. Got the time. Yeah, yeah. And I can like really indulge in this. Um, oh I want to talk more about this, but should we take a little break? And I have a really cool study about <laughs> yeah. how we interpret tears. Yeah, but, just um, like, crying is like, it makes you feel weird. Like I feel <laughs> weird. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not quote unquote self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash side note. That's betterhelp.com slash side note with a special offer for side note listeners to get 10% off your first month. And you can join 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Okay. So yes, crying is weird. I'll talk a little bit about my study and then we can pick up any last minute conversations around this because it is like there's so many interesting things that could be just talked about how you relate to crying but my study was on how tears impact our visual attention so viewing somebody who's crying what happens to the person that's watching them Hmm. and the study came out in december 2020 so it's a really new study oh cool so basically it was kind of one of those classic studies i think this kind of has maybe been done before but they put 
eye trackers on the participants. I don't know what that yeah, is or yeah. what that looks like. I think it's software that evaluates where your eyes are looking while you're like viewing something. There's so obviously technology around that because so many studies use that now. Yeah, yeah, to see like even for social media, I think they use it. They study yeah. like where your eye goes because they want to put the most or like the things that'll make you buy stuff there. Oh you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like social media truly has control over our brain. If that's what they're doing, like girl, find it's like else. well, if there's any indication, they should put tears on the screen because I'll tell you why. So <laughs> okay. basically. <clears throat> these people would be shown pictures of faces and those faces were fairly neutral. So they called it a calm cry because they didn't want like all the signals <laughs> of like a wailing cry yeah. or an extra sad face. It was just kind of like, you know, when you're sad and there's tears on your face, like mm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they, those pictures were also duplicated to remove the tears, which I know they have done in studies before just to see the impact of a face without a tear and the same face with and a tear. And it's hard to tell if they're crying. Sometimes you think they're laughing at a Exactly. Cry. And so um, this study in particular was looking at like, so where do your eyes go? How does it change when you're viewing a face that has a tear? Here, that's the exact same as when it does. Oh, that's here. so cool. And so the results showed that it was a completely different gazing pattern when there were tears on the face. So with tears, the participants spent way more time on the eyes and the right cheek, which in this case was Had where the tear. the tear was. Oh my God, for sure. I can even think of that. Like I, but yeah. I, we know when like one tear falls in a movie, you're like focused. Yeah, on your it. eye. It's like even like this is not even necessarily conscious. It's just like your eye goes to the tear way more immediately. And it was a, a much higher number of fixations so that's like hmm. more times that they're doing it and for longer compared to a normal face their eyes would have been you know more spread out maybe obviously your eyes would probably look at the person's eyes but more evaluating the face as a whole hmm. um so ultimately it was just like the tears pull your attention if there's a tear there that is where a human looks hmm. which i thought was pretty interesting um and then also they rated the ones that had tears as more emotionally intense and more sincere Huh. So whenever a tear was there, it yeah, was like, I, I would be more like, I think in the study, they actually put um, phrases with the faces that would say like, like my boyfriend cheated on me. I actually think that was one. Oh girl. And so there was like, they were more likely to believe them and think it was genuine if there was a tear. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so ultimately it just said that this reveals that tears change how we perceive faces, both qualitatively and quantitatively. So how our eyes look, how, where they look and how many times they look there. That is so juicy, juicy. Like, it's so yeah. true. It's like this weird thing that we do that we don't even know why we do it. It's so cool to know, but like, we know we're obsessed with it. <laughs> like, we know that we're like, wow, that is a sign of something. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and it makes that tear is so it's like what came first, chicken or the egg movies make us obsessed with the tear or the, the movies are about like the thing we're obsessed with, which is like the single tear. It has to be that one, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I don't know. We do get taught in sure, movies. You're right. It's so like the spotlight kind of goes and it's like, Oh my God, like Olivia Coleman produced yeah, a tear. Yeah, but I think it is that tears are a, a, a evolutionary means of communication that is most of the time, I don't have a percentage, but let's say like 90 plus percent of the time genuine and hard to fake. Yes, there are some people that can manipulate their tears, but most people can't. So when someone cries, it's such a communication that something is genuinely wrong. Yeah. Know what's interesting? Okay, that makes me the manipulation thing is a really fascinating part about this book too because they say that men have a hard time empathizing with women and or actually not just women men have a hard time empathizing unless someone cries mm -hmm. then they have they're like they, they find it like switch. yeah it's like they maybe it's like they don't quite believe it until there's a tear yeah subconsciously maybe and so people do manipulate tears they have found guy like men and women are able to do it and like the other study they're like well maybe because like sometimes you need it and it's like the only way to get it that they actually are like mm. people are, are like you might have manipulated tears in your life more than you right because you somewhat. but oh. is it manipulate the question is what are you manipulating if yeah. it's because you need support then is that really not what tears are for yeah, in the first yeah. place? like is that truly a manipulation that's conscious versus being like yeah. i want to get something from someone and I'm going to now go cry because I know I can get it. Like there's different kinds yeah. of manipulation. I honestly think in those studies, oh, I want to reread them and be like, what was their definition of manipulation? Because that's really mm -hmm. interesting. Well, one last caveat I didn't bring up from my study was that participants that scored higher on an empathy test. So all of them were given empathy tests. 
found their feelings towards the picture more intense in either direction. So huh. they felt that when there was a tear, the person was more sincere. And then when there was no tear, they were more likely to disbelieve. Huh, that's Whereas people who scored less on empathy just like were more flat in terms of their response, huh. which I thought was kind of cool. So have you like, I'm just thinking about these studies. These must be like psychology studies. Yeah. Like a lot of the ones that I, well, I guess it kind of cross. Yeah. Like they're not looking into the neurology in this case. It's really just, it's interesting because they've set up eye trackers. So obviously there is like this quantitative yeah. data that they can say, look, there literally is 17 times it looked at the tier. So it's not necessarily about how the brain is interpreting things. It's like the literal here's how it, your body's actually functioning. Wow. But I do think oh ultimately my, it's psychology. Yeah, because crying is also just like so interesting because then I'm like thinking about the world and I'm thinking about like when we were in India and how they so vocally were mourning death mm. and crying in groups. Whereas like yeah. I feel like in the society that I can only understand in my upbringing in Canada, it's very like private. It's like mm -hmm. even in the movies that were fed, it's very like, like you kind of hold it together yeah. until you're alone yeah yeah and so i'm just curious like i think i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these studies are like a western mm -hmm. That's context true. and also yeah. have you heard about like the issue with weird the acronym with psychology studies weird yeah i'm wondering we should make a video about this but they've essentially found that m so many of these studies are based on those like university courses where in order to get credits you do a psychology like we didn't take psychology, right, but, but it people, might be one of those courses that you like have to take. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, like I, I think when you're a psychology student, you have to, for credit, be involved in studies. Okay. So you like go That's and fine. you'll, yeah. So what, but what they found out is that they, psychology studies have predominantly studied people who are the acronym weird, which is like Western industrialized. Hmm. Like, yeah, so that makes sense. a lot of psychology research is being like, kind of question yeah i don't i mean this is a very like we should this, do this it's one perspective yes exactly. how do we now make sure it's like looking into other cultural yeah exactly and, socioeconomic yeah. statuses like totally. there's so many it's just an interesting thing that i was reading about recently and was like i bet a lot of these studies of crying that we are yep. talking about are, are in that world that mm -hmm. i'm so curious about humans yeah. on this planet and their relationship You're to right because there is such different even if even if everyone feels sadness obviously everyone feels sadness from death from tragedy you're right like there's a different sort of some some cultures i think just not embrace death more but yeah can have have cultural traditions around death we're literally are... so weird about death yeah like funerals are so like cold and like the cat's gonna ting and, yeah. the ting and everyone's like oh what's and it doing? feels so taboo yeah you yeah. know even as people in like the world that we've grown up, I, I've never been really taught how to communicate about it without the fear of hurting someone more. It's without, actually... without feeling like I could say the wrong thing and that could be awful. You know what I mean? Know what else? It's like that single sort of like one Kleenex dab dab of the eye. Like at the, it's like, uh, yeah. no, like we're all Just so cry. sad. Let's yeah. all cry. And I'm pretty sure whenever I'm at a funeral, I'm always like, oh, did you see they're crying? Like you're, you're like, <laughs> you're looking for like yeah. the, like I cry the most like i'm just thinking about funerals when i see other people mm. at funerals crying mm. i try to cry like the whole time because i'm like <laughs> and so and i'm like if i'm ever like okay i want to cry because i want yeah. i look around it's, and i go there's there's one like me and yeah. then I cry or, or, or it's just like you know seeing someone else in pain and then having the kind of like empathetic part yeah. of you that goes that hurts me and someone else presumably if you're at a funeral you're around other people you know or love like seeing other people in pain is really sad we should wail at funerals i mean i think that okay, is exactly. cool and beautiful my only <laughs> me i'm like I, I do ruin the funeral i'm like <laughs> because... <laughs> everyone's like what is wrong? like he like freaking it's not your funeral yeah it's like you don't even know the person you're Mitch's <laughs> partner <laughs> i actually yeah okay fine you're right there's a balance there's a fine balance and there's a cultural sensitivity to being around who are you around and also some people might want to genuinely like yes we get imprinted with our own social expectations but 
surely some people naturally would be more likely to be private and some people would be more likely to be outgoing with their sort of sadness. So I think there has to always be space for that where it's like, it would be so nice if everyone could openly share it, but of course some people would rather do it privately. And also I love it's like, it has to be genuine. No, it is the worst when people fake cry. What do you mean? Like, I'm like, of course, like it's like, it would be bad to be like, okay guys, now at the funeral, we all will. And yeah, then having people, people have... fake being like, what? Like, cause in my life, I like, I think, I think I like maybe have done it when I was younger, oh but you God. know those people who you're like you're not crying like that's or so- like the panic stricken if you were at a funeral and you're supposed to yeah. cry on command and you're just like yeah. <laughs> that would make you feel way worse. That's so true. Okay, so like everything binaries, there's a happy yeah. medium. I think we're more towards that we need to cry more openly. But- yeah, and we're living in a time where even just talking about mental health and the openness to have that conversation to leave space for it to say, hey, you yeah. don't have to cry, but know if you do, it's okay. And you won't be shamed for it. It's not embarrassing. It doesn't show weakness. Like we've definitely been conditioned from our generation. And of course the older generations that crying is weakness. Yeah. That's so. whereas true. I do think that conversation is happening now, especially even towards men. It's like, it's yeah. men that cry. That's so powerful. You own and are comfortable with your emotions. Doesn't make you weak. Doesn't mean you have to cry. Doesn't mean if you don't cry, something's wrong with you. Yeah. But if you want to, that's okay. I, lo- I honestly think that while we're alive on this planet, a big portion of like the general thing that we're going to be wanting to teach like men is like, you gotta cry more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like we're in the like men gotta cry more part of the textbook. It's right, like yeah, there's yeah. like we realize that dude, society had pushed men a bit too far towards the dangerous, violent anger part. And you know, like I'm just like, yes, men should cry more. Oh we should put well, it's such on a release. Don't you feel that when you cry? It's like it can be addictive. Like you kind of yeah. mentioned that. I don't know if you had anything else to say on it, because it is Sometimes when I'm sad and I've read some and touched on some studies that are like, you know, when people are feeling depressed, even clinically depressed, they actually prefer to listen to sad music and it actually is cathartic. Hmm. Well, okay. What that makes me think of from the most scientific angle I think I can get at from that is, is that like when you're crying, there is this sense that so many things have welled up with in you that it's like broken past a threshold that you need to like let it out. Mm -hmm. So in the past, before the science caught up, there was a lot of sort of debunked science that's like prolactin and hormones actually leave your tears, getting rid of chemicals like stressors in your body. Mm -hmm. Like people were really obsessed with this idea that it has to help. Like maybe the emotional tears. It's like getting rid of something. But they there's again, it's really hard to study emotional crying. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is right, but there's not enough science. And some things have debunked that. But the language of it, the fact that you cry as a baby before you're able to develop language kind of is what they also think about adult crying is that it's situations where you emotionally don't know how to communicate your feelings. Mm, oh, so it's like your emo, your lack of language, quote unquote, you now mm-hmm. can speak English or like use your hands. But I mean, if you're in other speaking countries, you probably can speak many languages, but <laughs> as English speakers are really dumb. Um, you like you still cry when you can't communicate an emotion is it that's really cool and honestly i was going to say something similar because i was going to say we are so limited by our language that i think that's why music can be so cathartic because Mm. even outside of being sad I think music even music without words can express feelings that you literally cannot put words to so sometimes I listen to like beautiful music and of course if it's tied to stories you've heard or a movie or things that you love I've literally had moments where I'm like this is a feeling I don't I've never gotten unless I've listened to this music. I've I only cried and sold during the music parts. Mm, like I so totally touching. think that yeah, music it. is integral to a lot of the cries in my life. For sure. And you're right. It's like and a language. It's, it's I a can't. language. Yeah. yeah. And That's I think so that that ties of course this is anecdotal but tied to that idea of maybe we cry when we can't express ourselves. Properly. I honestly or cry don't understand to understand our emotions. Well, yeah, I cry to the I cried to the recent SZA song, and I, I'll say in general, I cried to SZA songs. Like I think I'm like we all try to SZA songs, but I cried recently to a SZA song because I was like, that is exactly what I've been trying to say, and I've never been able to say it. Do you know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. like a musician through a song yeah. says something where you're like, oh my, yeah, because they're not like speaking English. They're not like, and it's hard. Like yeah, like I mean, Dixie so Amelia is not to drag, but like she like she's like, I am sad now. Like but like sometimes metaphors 
or these things, it's like books. It's like they're able to almost like have a new language to make you cry. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. That is the point of art, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, So you tuned in to Side and we figured out what (laughs) art was. Okay. (laughs) So uh, are you going to try and cry more? Should we try and cry tonight? I would love to to do that. No, no, no. You can. I would love to try and cry tonight. Like, do something sad. Put on a sad movie. Put on. You're already doubting. Let's like let's like cry tonight. Like we can do it, right? We don't even need. Do you think we need? Greg, please hold my hand and cry with me. Thine. Look at me. You think you can do this? You think I'm not trying to be shady, but I think I could do it. I think I could do this. I. I'm sitting up straight. We're holding hands right I now. Think, and I'm trying to look him in the eye and okay, he won't even look I think, me. Oh my God, I literally will cry now from looking in the eye of you. I am literally think I could do this. I think I could cry right now. Okay, cry. Okay. What oh, makes you sad? Oh my gosh. Guys, would this go bye-bye if I cry right now? That's short for viral. I don't think so. Oh my God. Okay, guys. So under pressure and if it's going to go viral, I could cry. <laughs> you just watch me actually deflect in real time. <laughs> I know. You're panicking. It's well, okay. okay. It's this hard. is certainly not a moment to cry. Okay. Let me try. Let me try. Let me. Okay. Let me. Not that is say what is so try. impressive of actors as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. When they just like cry on Mitch, will you try with me or I'm actually going to try? I'm truly going to try. And I know I keep... I mean, I don't... Like, I'm down for this. I don't know how effective this will be on a podcast audio. Like, for the YouTube Okay, you have, to, you have to quiver the lip while I cry. Okay? I'm giving you one minute on the clock. But I, I think I can <laughs> fake start it, but it's not the same as a real... Thing, okay. You know? We're looking here. We're going to try. Okay? We can edit this out. <laughs> You're going to listen to this for one minute in silence. <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> Know what I do? It's I like yawn. Weird. I yawn, but then don't allow it to fully go, and then my eyes water. Is that a thing? That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, everyone on Degrassi used to do that. Like, <laughs> like I can see like Drake pretending to yawn, cry. He can't oh act. Gosh. Actually, Drake was one of the better ones. Uh, okay, <laughs> but we, we'll try off pod, and we'll, we'll come back, and we'll let you know if it worked. Maybe next week we can follow up on our cry session. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.